This is the ninth week of our study on prayer. I touch on a subject that has not been touched on before. And the subject is most appropriate. Thanksgiving, but ten days away. On a Veterans Day, we give thanks to those who serve this country in that manner. If you ever see a veteran out there in the restaurant or the stores or in the neighborhood, and they have that hat on, veteran of World War II or Korea or Vietnam, heaven forbid, you don't go up to them and say, thank you for your service. The subject I speak on today is a subject of thanksgiving. And on the ninth week of our study, we finally bump into that most important aspect of our life and the most important aspect of our prayers, that is thanksgiving. You know the scenario. You've been through it many times before, especially when you were young. Oh my goodness, I forgot to thank him. I forgot to thank her. My nephew came over every weekend for nine months helping me with repairs around the house. He had a family with young children, but every weekend he would come over for six, seven, eight hours and help me with my project. And when it was all finished, my goodness gracious, I'm so embarrassed. How did my mom and dad raise me? I don't think I thanked him. I'm so embarrassed. You know the scenario. My next-door neighbor brought me meals every day, every day for 21 consecutive days. She baked me my favorite pies when I came home from surgery and I had no one else. Here she came every single day with these meals. And you know, when I sit back and think about it a month later, I don't think I thanked her. I didn't get her a card or a letter or anything. I don't think I thanked her. I'm almost too embarrassed to go over there and speak to her now. You know the scenarios. My sister-in-law, who I did not know all that well, nor respect all that well, when she found out I was having radiation treatments for 40 consecutive days, my sis, my daughter-in-law of all people, she took me there 40 consecutive days in the middle of winter, she wouldn't let anyone else drive me. She wanted to get me know, to get to know me a little bit better. She wanted to be there for strength. And you know, I was so wrapped up in the cancer and I was so wrapped up in how bad I was feeling. I don't think I thanked her. How is that possible? I don't think I thanked her. I was a freshman in high school having a difficult time with math. And my next door neighbor heard about that. She was a retired school teacher. And she came over three times every week in the course of the entire school year. And she tutored me. She helped me with math. And my grades improved in homework and on tests. And, and I would show her the homework and I would show her the test. And maybe once or twice I said, I'm doing so much better thanks to you. I think I said it once or twice. But when the school year was done... I think I forgot to thank her. You know the scenario. 
How could I have forgotten? My mom and dad drilled it into me. What do you say when you receive something from somebody? What do you say? You say, thank you. When it comes to God and our relationship to Him, we knock on His door mightily. We knock on His door in gargantuan measure because we know Him. We know His power. We know His love, the cross. We know His wisdom. We know many, how many times He helped here. And we know how many times He's helped in our own lives. And my goodness gracious, we knock on His door all the time. If I ask you in the course of a hundred prayers, how many of them are prayers of request? What would I get from you? 90% of your prayers, 95, 98, 99.9% of your prayers request prayers. And maybe 5% or 2% or maybe 0% are actually prayers of thank you, God. When we're praying to Him, every once in a while we throw in, if it is your will... Every once in a while we throw in, if it is your will, or think, we think we're letting God off the hook. If you don't answer my prayer the way I want you to do it, you're going to still be my friend. I'll still believe in you. Every once in a while we throw that in. Half the time we mean it, half the time we don't. We just throw it in because someone told us to do it. But how many times do you actually thank Him? Luke 17, we share it every Thanksgiving Eve and Thanksgiving Day. Is it important to say thank you to God? Crucially important. How do we know? Luke 17. Why would God throw in the ten lepers and nine of them, all ten are healed and nine forget to thank Him and one comes back and falls at Jesus' feet and He thanks Him? Why would God have that story of great length in the Bible if it wasn't His way of saying, I need for you to say thank you to me. I just need to hear that. Eight different studies on prayer. And it's the first time we touch on thanksgiving. The weeks that have gone by. Did Hannah thank God? Yes, she did in chapter 2. Not in the lesson we covered. Did David thank God? All the time. But not in the lesson we covered. This is the first time we're touching on Thanksgiving. You remember the scenario. You're growing up. You're three, four, five, six years of age. Someone has given you something. Piece of gum. Candy. A toy. Maybe grandma and grandpa did it. Maybe the next door neighbor. Maybe the nurse at the doctor's office. When you got your shots, someone gave you something. And you were so enamored of the gift that was being presented to you. I mean, when you're four years of age, a piece of gum is everything. You're so engrossed in the gift that there's silence from you. An embarrassing silence, not for you, but for your parents. And then uh, they're behind you, and what do they say to you? (laughs) They say, what do you say? Paul, what do you say? Thank you. And then the word 
from the other giver. You are welcome. Moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, guys and ladies, would God ever say to you, better stated, how many times would God say to you, through the Holy Spirit, John 14, 26, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He teaches us about God and He teaches us about the purpose of our life on this earth. And He teaches us to pray to God and He teaches us to say thank you. How many times would this parent called the Holy Spirit... How many times would he stand over Paul Strand's shoulder as an adult, or you as an adult, how many times would he stand over your shoulder and say, Paul, what do you say? Thank you, God. Thank you. How many times with regards to your health have you asked God to weigh in on the matter? How many times in relationships, parents to child, parents to teenager, teenager to parents, employee to boss, next door neighbor to next door neighbor, boyfriend to girlfriend, vice versa. How many times have you asked this mighty God to weigh in on relationships? And He did. How many times have you asked God to weigh in on jobs or finances? And He did. And when he did weigh in in health or relationships or finance, when he weighed in, what did you do? What did Paul Strand do? And did not the Holy Spirit whisper to me and to you, what do you say? All ten lepers healed of an incurable disease, leprosy. All ten healed. They can go back to their relationships, their family. They can go back to their jobs, their finances. Their health has been restored. God has touched all three areas in their life. And certainly, what do you think? What do you think? Half? You think half came back to thank Him? No, man, that's too low. Certainly nine out of ten came back to thank Him, right? There was only one guy who just missed it, right? Wrong. Ten lepers restored all aspects of their life. How many come back? One. One. I love this study on prayer. He's been an extraordinary author. The insights that he has, enormous. I mean, who would think of covering Nehemiah and Ezekiel in these? Marvelous individual. But it's not until the ninth week that we come to the matter of thanksgiving. Let me share the Magnificat, this week's text, as you study the Magnificat. She finds out she's pregnant. The angel comes to her and says, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power from the Most High will overshadow you. The Holy One to be born of you will be called the Son of God. This lady is pregnant. What is her prayer? And Mary says, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. From now on, all generations will call me blessed because I will be the mother of the Christ child. The Mighty One has done great things for me. His mercy extends to those who fear Him. He has performed mighty deeds with His arm. 
He has brought down rulers from their throne. But those who are humble like myself, those who are poor like myself, He has lifted them up. It's a prayer from a pregnant woman. And it is a prayer covered with thanksgiving. If you were Mary and you were praying to God, what would you pray for? Lord, I'm pregnant. Can you help my husband get a better job? Lord, I'm pregnant with a son of God. Can you help, help me climb up the financial ladder? I do not want to give birth in a stable in Bethlehem. Lord, I'm pregnant for the first time. I'm scared to death. I don't know anything about this. Protect the child within me. If you're pregnant, God be praised when you thank Him for that. But I would assume that most of the time your prayers and your husband's prayers are directed to other things. You ask God for His wisdom, guidance, and direction. You ask Him to send a guardian angel. You ask Him to come and alleviate your burden somehow or other. And He did. The check came in the mail for $2,000, the exact amount you needed for your mortgage the next day. And you know not from whom the check came, it just came. Your son, you had been alienated from him for 22 years. And on Thanksgiving Day, there was a knock on the door, and he said, can me and my family come in and celebrate Thanksgiving with you? The requests were there, Lord, put the cancer in remission. I've been through three months of chemotherapy. It's made me sicker than a dog. When they do the CAT scan, please, Lord, make the cancer be in remission. And that's what he did. That's what he did. Did we remember to say thank you? Pastor Shower's sermon last week was absolutely marvelous. I told him, it's your, one of your top three of all time. Marvelous sermon. Hannah requests pregnancy. She receives it. Two weeks ago, David requests a, a way to get out of his mess with his son Absalom. I don't want to kill him, but I don't want him to be king. Three weeks ago, the Apostle Paul is asking God, protect the early Christian church that I've just started. Four weeks ago, Ezekiel is praying that God would send relief to the Persian Empire and the captives from Israel that are part of that empire. Five weeks ago, Daniel is praying for deliverance. Six weeks ago, Nehemiah is asking God to let him go back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple and the city walls. Seven weeks ago, Moses praying to God not to destroy the people who are worshiping the golden calf while he's up on the mountain. Eight weeks ago, Abraham is praying that God would not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah if there are 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 righteous in the city. All of them requests. All of them petitions. Not a single prayer of thanksgiving. Just request. Did each of them give thanks to God? They sure did. 
There's no one who did it more often than David. Hannah chapter 2, she's given thanks. Every one of them gave thanks to God. But the author of your study was looking at a different matter. On the ninth week, we come to thanksgiving. And God be praised, we do. Pastor Shower, last week, it uh, touched me deeply because God's answer to the healing of my son Jonathan, his answer was no. If God answers your prayer, yes. The cancer goes away. Marriage is restored. Your job is secured. If God answers your prayer, yes, certainly, certainly, right? We thank Him. Nine out of ten lepers did not, but certainly you and I do. Amen? But as Pastor Sauer said so insightfully last week, what if God's answer is no? Moses, no, you're not going to go into the promised land. Joshua will lead them. No, David, you're not going to build the temple. You're a man of war. Solomon will build the temple. No, Apostle Paul, love you dearly, but that affliction, that thorn in the flesh, it's going to stay with you throughout your life because it's going to keep you close to me. No, Jesus, you're my beloved son. No, there's no other way for mankind to be saved than for you to climb that cross and out of your mouth will come the words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? No, Jesus, you've got to go to the cross. What if his answer is no? No, Paul and Connie, the brain tumor is going to stay. It's going to take him to heaven. No, when your company is sold to the company overseas, you'll lose your job. No, you've worked so hard to save the marriage, but it's going to come to an end. What if his answer is no? What do you do then? Do you still thank him? If your parents said to you, no, you're not going to go there. No, I'm not going to let you stay out to 2 a.m. in the morning. No, you're not going to. When your parents said no, did you shake your fist at them and say, goodbye, I want nothing more to do with you? When God says no, do you still love Him? Do you still trust Him? Do you still have utmost faith in Him? When His answer is no, Am I bold enough to say you should thank Him even more? Right? When His answer is no, do you thank Him even more? Someone came out last night and she said to me, with regards to a matter that she and I had talked about, she said to me, Paul, you got to remember that God is still sovereign. When He says no... I hope that draws you even closer to Him because you go to Him more readily. 
Let me close with a true story. Many, many years ago, a young man, 24 years of age, was fired from his job. He was very upset. He thought he was doing a good job. It was the third time in nine months that he had been fired from a job. And he came home just sobbing and he said, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? The father said to the son, when the boss called you in and fired you, what did you say to the boss? Because the father was angry at the fact he had been fired. Not angry at the son, but angry at the people. He said, what did you say to the boss? And he said, uh, I shook her hand and I said, I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity to have worked here. Thank you so much for giving me that opportunity. And the father was flabbergasted at the maturity and the grace that the son exhibited. The son got a job two months later at a different place. That's where he met his wife. That's where our four grandchildren came from. When you have asked, when you've seeked, when you've knocked at God's door, Matthew 7, 7, and God has said no, will you reach out and shake His hand? Will you say to Him, thank you for being my God? Thank you for your wisdom coming into play in this circumstance. I trust you so strongly. Ninth week of your study, pregnant woman praying, and all she says is, thank you God, I will magnify and glorify you. God bless this study this week, it's a very important one. Heavenly Father, your word has been brought to us. The Holy Spirit who teaches us all things. May he cause within our heart and mind and under better understanding of this word, thank you. Not only to spouses and friends and children and parents and bosses and next door neighbors. But thank yous to God himself. And when he says no... It will but bring me closer to you, Lord, and I shall say thank you. In our Savior's name, amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.